Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, here with Brendan Pika. How you doing? Oh, not too shabby. We're going to start this one off strong. Um, yeah, top 10 bring running backs, man. Yeah. We're going to bring the heat for bring this Bring the one. heat. We're talking about a little voice crack in there as well. We're talking about... Mm, our, that- that one was pretty rough (laughs) it's a great start it's a we're rolling with it i don't even care uh we're we're talking about our favorite position i would say right most i mean i feel like running backs have to well okay i was gonna say i feel like running backs have to be everybody's favorite position but that 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 definitely isn't the case Um, no it's not but here at barely athletic running backs are our favorite maybe not brian's i guess i don't really know but where i was speaking for andrew and i we love our running backs we we need the running backs running backs are the key to your fantasy football victory and we'll get into that a little bit right we'll talk about our top 10 running backs in fantasy football for the 2021 season then we'll have a little bit of questions at the end um involving just other running backs not on this list if you do want to see more than just the top 10 be sure to head to our website barelyathletic.com check that out we got a ranking system here you can see our consensus rankings more than just our top 10 that we're going to talk about today otherwise you can follow us on social media at barely underscore athletic for instagram and then at barely athletic for uh for youtube and tiktok there you go i got it right that time um yeah you ready to jump right into it let's do this all right, number one, surprise, surprise, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he finishes the running back 53 last season, but that's okay because he only played three games. During those three games that he played, he finished as the running back two for two of those weeks and the running back six for the other week. Uh, he also averages the or averaged the most fantasy points per game among running backs. He's a beast. He's Christian McCaffrey. We've played this game for multiple seasons now. He should be the number one taken, and the the reasoning for that is because I think he's the best dual threat, I guess, player in, in all of football. I mean, this man is a candidate for getting 1,000-1,000. That means 1,000 receiving yards and 1,000 rushing yards. I think that that is a big possibility. He did it in 2019, and he finished as a number one running back. Year before that, running back three. Year before that, running back 11. So. When he is not hurt, he will be a running back one. Um, yeah, I, I don't really think there's too much to say about Christian McCaffrey. I know that there's some debate on whether or not he should be taken at the 101 just based on right. um, yeah, just based on like injuries. But if you look at who's number two, it's Delvin Cook. He is I, I don't want to say just as bad of a of I guess an injury record as Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I, I hear you though, yeah. You know, it, you can't really play that. You can't predict injury. You shouldn't pass on a player just because they can get injured. If anybody tells you, oh, don't draft this player because he's injury prone, that's just a poor argument, right? You can never predict those. So Christian McCaffrey should be the number one. Uh, he, he's on a team with what I think has a, a great coaching staff, or at least offensive coordinator. I've talked so much about Joe Brady and why I think he's going to be a. Uh, yeah, I think he could be a great head coach uh, in the future, but he knows how to run this offense. When Christian McCaffrey played, he was a great running back. He's healthy again. He should be uh, playing all games. Yeah, number one overall. 
So I got a personal message to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Buddy, yep, I love you. Listening. Please do not hurt me again. <laughs> Please, yeah. I beg you. It was a, Every it was Christian rough. McCaffrey owner yep. knows you just get drug along. Just like, well, I say every Christian McCaffrey, literally just last year. But you, nice. anybody who understood last year, you get drug along. He's game time decision, game time decision, game mm-hmm. time decision. You get a little bit of your hope when he comes back and scores 30 points. But come on, man. And then he's out again. Hold in there. <laughs> I, I got to do this. That, that brings up a good point, though. If you're going to draft yeah. Christian McCaffrey, he probably has one of the most valuable handcuffs. Chuba no matter who that Hubbard. is. So, yeah, Chuba Hubbard, the Please. rookie. Please. Please be Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. I love. I would love to see what Chuba Hubbard can do. Yeah. As long as if Christian McCaffrey is gonna get injured, I want to see what Chuba Hubbard can do. Yep. But like we said, we cannot predict injury. And I, I love my boy Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I will say, if I'm picking up Christian McCaffrey this this season, I will be getting his handcuff. Chuba, you have to. Like we, yes. you brought up, you cannot predict injury, but you can prepare for one. So, right. I mean, especially like, you know, we we can look at valuable cuffs like, uh, you know, we've mentioned Dalvin Cook before with mm-hmm. uh, Alexander Madison. Then you can look at Ezekiel Elliott with Tony Pollard. Yep. These are guys that you want to get their cuffs because um, you might not be able to predict the injury. But like Andrew said, you can be prepared for it. And these are some valuable handcuffs. So this is an important discuss- discussion to start out our top 10 running backs episode. That's perfect. And Chuba, you can get Chuba Hubbard. Undrafted. Undrafted, so, yeah. Don't even worry about that. Yeah. That's the difference between McCaffrey's cuff and, and the other. Or Zeke's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other ones are drafted like 10th round. Um, speaking of Delvin Cook, number yeah. two. Number two on our list, Delvin Cook. He finishes the running back three last season, but man, he, he was in the contention the entire year. 312 carries, 1,500 rushing yards, and 16 TDs. He also had 44 receptions for 361 yards and another TD. That's something to to talk about. Like like we mentioned with, with Christian McCaffrey, rushing yards and receiving yards, very important for a running back, especially when you're in a PPR league. Uh, yeah, Delvin Cook, uh, he, he's up there with one of the best when it comes to, to uh, dual threat capability. When it comes to opportunity for Delvin Cook, it, it's, I, I guess, not ideal when it comes to the receiving game. Luckily, he makes up for that in the rushing. Uh, the offensive playbook for the Minnesota Vikings is focused around Delvin Cook. They're going to force feed him. He's got an extra game to play this season. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to get 300 plus carries. 1,500 yards could happen again. 16 TDs is a lot, so we might see a little bit of regression. But he's Delvin Cook, right? He's, he's a, a top three talent when it comes to running backs in the NFL. So. He's currently being drafted at the 102, and I think that's a very fair, uh, fair value for him. I know some people are taking him number one, and I will not blame you if you do that. But yeah, we have him as the RB two. Yep, well said. Yeah, now I mean, the 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 first couple on the on these lists are very easy. Uh, moving yeah, very, on, very easy. Yeah, not a whole lot of argument here. <laughs> yeah, there's there's really not. Uh, I guess this is one player that. We disagreed on. I know that you and Bryant had him uh, ranked as number three. I have him actually ranked as my number four. But, you know, because this is our consensus list, he is in the number three spot. That is Elvin Kamara, the uh, running back for the New Orleans Saints. He finished as the RB1 last season. He had 187 carries for 932 yards, 16 TDs. 
but he also had 83 receptions for 750 plus yards and five TDs. That's 21 total touchdowns. That's crazy. 21 total TDs. That's, I mean, how do you do that? I, I know he had like six in one game, but. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the, the answer is one, be Alvin Kamara, and two, score six touchdowns yeah, against the Minnesota Vikings. Against the Minnesota Vikings. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, he had more total touchdowns than Jared Goff. Just, you know, a little fun fact in there. Just throwing, throwing that out there. Elvin Kamara had more total touchdowns than Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, another dual threat type of guy. I can understand why he's the number three on the list. An extra game means he can break that 1,000 rushing yard mark. The only thing that concerns me is the quarterback situation, whoever the quarterback is. If you look at when Taysom Hill became the, I guess when he started those couple of the games, we saw Elvin Kamara's targets drop down a ton, a ton. He was averaging, he was averaging like eight targets per game, eight to 10 targets per game with Drew Brees. And then once Taysom Hill became the quarterback, he was averaging like two. I can tell you right here. He was averaging, let's see, oh yeah, exactly two targets per game. One reception per game. Like that's nailed it. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That that's is that's really bad. Like I know they have this offseason to to work on that. But that's the only thing that concerns me. If Taysom Hill is the quarterback, I have him as I have him pretty low. I mean, he's still top five. But I'm I'm that it just makes me nervous because of his lack of receptions in a Taysom Hill led offense. And that's really what that's Elvin Kamara's specialty, right? He's going to get almost as many receiving yards as he does rushing yards. But if you if you take away the receiving yards, man, I don't know. That's uh, I'm definitely not as excited about that. Uh, but he still did really well last season. Like I said, 83 receptions for 750 plus yards, five TDs. If you just take those receiving stats, Elvin Kamara would have finished as the wide receiver 33, just around Will Fuller. So there you go. That 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 just shows how valuable Elvin Kamara can be. Not only is he a, uh, not not only was he the RB one last season, he was also the wide receiver 33 last season. All of it in one. So yeah, Elvin Kamara. I can understand the three position. Next up, number four spot is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry finished as the second best running back last season. He had 378 carries for over 2,000 yards and 17 TDs. Yeah, you heard that right. You don't need to replay it. Those stats are correct. He led the running backs in carries, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns. So basically, every single rushing stat even more important he didn't miss a single game last season every other running back on this list missed missed at least one now we did just talk about oh you can't draft a player because of you you can't just avoid a player because he's injury prone and this is the exact opposite of it right i i feel like it's oh i feel like him 
being so durable could be a reason to draft him. I don't know if that's contradicting the past statement, but the the fact that he has played every single game last season and the season before makes me just like so happy. I mean, it's it's going to be very rare this season that a running back is going to play all 17, but if anyone could do it, it's Derrick Henry. And he does it better than anyone. I mean, he, he averaged 126 rushing yards per game. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's disgusting. And I, I also want to uh, kind of want to touch on uh, what, what you're saying about durability as well, just a little bit, is I think it also has... Um, part part of the d- discussion with this is when when we're saying before is don't just uh, don't not draft a player because they might get injured. Is durability is a factor, but we're talking about risk analysis, right? So mm. like, is the is the risk of injury enough for me to not draft a player based on uh their I guess realm of possibilities is their ceiling. So like Christian McCaffrey, don't just not draft him because he's gonna get injured. Because he has the opportunity to have a thousand yards uh, receiving and yeah. uh, and rushing, so is that risk analysis right a little bit? So Derrick Henry is about as safe as you can get as far as injuries go. This dude is a different species. He, like, he really is. He really is. We, six, six, we've three, been two, saying every single year. It's like, well, he can't keep this up. He can't keep this up, and then he does. Yep. He's- so. It's. I have a list. It's a very small list, but it's a list of players yes. where I'm not downing them. It's Derrick right. Henry and Tom Brady are the two notable players on this list. Yep. I'm. You will never find me ever again saying, "Oh, I." He's going to drop off this season, right? Yep. He's going to regress. I'm. I'm not going to look like a fool. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady, Derrick Henry. Yeah, they could play till they're fifty. Why not? <laughs> right, and I'll still believe in them. Yep. 2,000 rushing yards. He it's, had twice as many carries and twice as many rushing yards as Elvin Kamara. And the the thing to, to think about again, too, is like we, we talked about this in our, our last episode with the wide receivers, but we, we've got a, a 17, I guess you touched on it again uh, as well, but we've got a 17-game season. Like you said, if anybody can play all 17 games, it's going to be Derrick Henry. And he could do 2,000 yards again. He's got an extra yeah. game to do it. <laughs> I so I'm not doubting him one bit. There's not <laughs> one bit where I'm going to doubt him. Like yep. I go for it. If you want it, if you ask me, predict his stats. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say about the same thing. I'm gonna say he's gonna have almost 400 flipping carries for 2,000 yards and 15 plus TDs. Yep. Just because I, yeah. You think I'm gonna doubt him? No, I'm not gonna be that idiot. So, and that's why we have Derrick Henry in our top five. <laughs> that's why he's, I mean, that's why I have him in number three. Yes. Um, but I understand he, he, he doesn't get any receptions. Uh, right. He had 19 receptions for 114 yards. So that's why, that's why I, un- I understand why people like you and Bryant don't have him at the number three. Because, right, because our, our rankings are four half point PPR. Yeah. So uh, that's yep. where Bryant and I are a little bit, um, I guess, more inclined with Alvin Kamara because of his reception volume um, and versus a, a Derrick Henry where, you know, his reception volume is very low. Mm-hmm. So 
and you know, we we all see both sides because we all know Derrick Henry's a beast, Alvin Kamara's a beast. Yep. It's just kind of, you know, what's it's pick your poison. Where to, you can't yeah, pick, really go yeah. wrong with either of those two. I, and yeah. they're being drafted at the uh, the 103 and 104. Um, it, it looks like more people are drafting Derrick Henry at, uh, in the third overall pick and then Kamara in the fourth. Yep. But you're not going to go. You're really not going to go wrong with either. So yep. you really go for it. Pick pick Henry at, at three. Pick Henry at four. Hopefully you can get him in the in the fifth overall. That's going to be even better. So, yeah, good uh, good for Derrick Henry. He's going to have a great season. Good for the Titans, by the way. What's for heck? real? They're going to be <laughs> scary. I don't want to match up against them this season. Uh, number five, Ezekiel Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys finished last season as the running back eleven. 244 carries, 979 yards, 6 TDs, also 52 receptions for 300-plus yards, and 2 TDs. Yeah, uh, I really like him. He's really growing on me, and it, what it seems like is there's a there's a big drop-off uh, in, in tiers. I think there's McCaffrey and Cook in Tier 1, and then there's a drop-off to Kamara and Henry, and then there's a very steep drop-off to the rest of the players on this list. I'm not yeah. sure if you agree with that, but yeah, yeah I, I would agree with this statement. Yeah. Um, I would go, I would say fairly steep, not fairly, very steep. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fairly steep is probably a, a better yeah. way to, to phrase it. But um, yeah, if you, if you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. You can watch some, some shorts that we've done, some Instagram reels. And uh, yeah, we went over some of our, our favorite players in each round of the draft. And Ezekiel Elliott was my favorite player in the first round. And the reason, because he he's being picked ninth overall being picked at the one Oh nine. He hasn't had a season where he finished below the running back 11, which was this season. And when Dak Prescott was playing for the first five weeks, Ezekiel Elliott was actually the running back three. So if Dak Prescott played, Elliott would have been a top five running back. And you can draft a top five running back with number one potential at the ninth overall position, which is really good. So here, here was his 17-game pace for the first five games when Dak Prescott was playing. 302 attempts, 1,200-plus yards, 17 TDs. Do those stats sound familiar? Yeah, it should, because they're like the same thing as, as Delvin Cook. The, wow. They're very similar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a top five, almost guaranteed running back with the number one overall potential that you can get late in the first, just because Dak Prescott got hurt. So yeah, I'm I like the that. Zeke pick a lot. Yeah, I like the Zeke pick a mm-hmm. lot, and we he actually he moved up in our in our rankings a little bit um, from. Uh, yeah. I, I guess a couple a couple weeks ago, uh, just because I, I think we kind of all just on the same page a little bit now uh, with, with Zeke, which I think uh, previously in the off season that wasn't the case. Yeah, we were back and forth. Um, he was yeah, I we think a like bit eighth back and forth. Yeah, when we first started the list, and then the more you look yeah. at it, the more I like Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. <laughs> so so I yeah I like I like the pick a lot, and I think that he's he's great in our in that number five spot for our yep. ranking. So. 
I agree with you there. Uh, number six, Saquon Barkley, running back for the New York Giants. Obviously, Saquon Barkley only played one full game last season, and it wasn't a great game against the Steelers. He only he had 15 attempts for six yards. Uh, that's not great, but you know it's it's you can't really use that one game as a as a I guess you can't use that one game to to prove how I guess good he is but he's on our number number six spot because we know what he can be and what he can be is the number one overall running back we saw in 2018 when he finished as the RB2 261 attempts over 1300 yards 11 TDs but he also had 721 receiving yards for four TDs with almost 100 receptions over 100 targets so we know that that's his basically his ceiling that's how good he can be but we really haven't seen that in a while right 2019 he took a took a step back finishes the RB10 uh he had 300 less rushing yards with 50 less attempts half as many touchdowns almost half as many receiving yards. So 2020 was really a supposed to be a bounce back season for him. But he, uh, as we all know, dealt with some, some pretty nasty injuries, injuries that takes a lot for running backs to come back from. So um, yeah, he tore his ACL. And when I, the first thing I think of when I think of a young running back tearing an ACL, I think back to Adrian Peterson, right? And I just, a part of me just really hopes Barkley has that type of type of production coming back from an ACL uh, tear and then just, you know, just, just tearing the league apart. No pun intended. But that's unlikely, right? Not everybody's Adrian Peterson. If anyone could do it, it's Barkley. But you gotta, you gotta be cautious when it comes to this injury. Realistically, he's going to be limited for the first few weeks. They don't want to rush into it. And the one thing that we haven't mentioned yet, he's on the New York Giants. He's on an offense led by Daniel Jones. A, a team that scores the second least amount of points when you look at last season. Do I have a lot of confidence in Barkley still being a good running back? Yeah, sure, I do. Do I have confidence of the team he's on? No. No, I'm not. So he does have the ability to be a top five top three running back but the opportunity is that is that there that's the real question i don't know man the giants are going to be down by a lot they're going to throw the ball a lot i know they're they want to kind of focus their game plan around barkley but when he's coming back from an injury you never know so that that's why i'm fading on barkley um i i think he's so far the only player on this i think he's the first player on this list where i I'm not confident, not comfortable in saying that he can finish as the RB1. So it's really more of a knock on the Giants than anything. Sorry, Giants fans. But coming back from an ACL tear also doesn't help his case. You know, I it's interesting. Actually noticing a pattern there. It's it's our, our number six spot is really where we're like, all right, well, maybe this person doesn't have the ability to finish as number one at this. Is time. that what it was? You know, in the wide <laughs> receiver. DK episode? Metcalf, yeah, DK That's Metcalf funny. was our cutoff at number six. That's in the wide funny. Receiver episode is like, well, 
maybe he can't finish as the uh the wide receiver one at this time wow so that's an interesting uh interesting cutoff point for us because i feel the same way about saquon barkley is like well this isn't this is the first person where i'm like all right well they maybe don't have the ability to finish as as number one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and his adp right now is the 105 which i think we can both agree is a little too high yeah, I yeah I would agree right. that that's a, a little bit too high. A little too high. I wouldn't blame people if they picked some other running backs that we have on this list, uh, especially the the next two, if they picked those guys over Saquon Barkley. Um, right. And we'll talk about that very shortly. But, I mean, listen, if I'm at the 105, I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott. Same. <laughs> because that's where I have him ranked as the fifth best running back. 100%. <laughs> and the fifth best overall. So if you got the 105, anything later than that, if Elliot's available, you take Elliot. So yep. just saying, just giving you some helpful tips. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. We'll, we'll move on. Number seven, one of my favorite running backs to watch last season. My guy, Jonathan Taylor. Running, he finishes the running back six last season, 232 carries for 1,100 yards and 11 TDs. He did all right in the receiving game. 36 receptions for 299 yards and one TD. He also had Phillip Rivers as the quarterback. Having Phillip Rivers as a quarterback really helps when it comes to running backs because he does those. I mean, he's the, he's the dump-off master, right? He'll just do these two, three-yard dump-offs to running backs multiple times a game. So uh, it, it's, it's going to be very... I guess intriguing to see what's going to happen uh, because we don't know who the quarterback is going to be week one for the Colts. Is Carson Wentz going to be ready? Is it going to be Sam Ellinger? 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 I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, is it going to be Jacob Eason? I don't know. And, and those quarterbacks affect the way that Jonathan Taylor performs. Now, the one great thing that Jonathan Taylor has going for him is he has, I, I guess I, I would say the best offensive line among these running backs on the list, right? The Colts offensive line is always been great. Quentin Nelson, best offensive lineman in the game is on that team. So that is really beneficial for him. Uh, There, some people are concerned about Marlon Mack coming back from injury. Uh, Yeah, that, that doesn't concern me. I I don't know about you, but I'm not concerned one bit uh, about Marlon Mack taking, taking away Taylor's carries. Yeah, I that's just, not something I would be concerned about uh, that's, yeah. when drafting Jonathan Taylor. That's nothing. I mean, you can maybe, if you want to pick Marlon Mack up as a handcuff, but if if I'm picking a handcuff for Jonathan Taylor, I'm actually going Naeem Hines just because he's a really good receiving back as well. Uh, there was actually multiple weeks last season where you could have started Jonathan Taylor as a running back uh, two maybe, and then Naeem Hines as a flex, and they both scored double-digit points. I know that because I've I've been there. I did that last season. So Marlon Mack's not really a concern for me. Uh, again, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, another one of those players. He has top 10 potential. Maybe he has top 5 potential. I don't think he's going to finish at the RB1. He's talented enough. Maybe in a few years he can once he reaches his prime. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a very talented running back. Um, his ADP of 106 is a, is a little too high for my liking. Right, because I think there's a little bit of risk involved uh, with him. He had a great end of the season, but the beginning to the season, 
last year was kind of hit or miss. Uh, and that's all right because he's a rookie. But, you know, it's it's 15, average 15 attempts per game, 78 yards per game. Yeah, that that's pretty good. Um, but when you're drafting him at the 106, you're drafting him at his at his upside. You're drafting him, you know, you're, you're saying he's going to repeat this. And I I think he can, but I, I would put a little little note next to his name saying that there's a little bit more risk to drafting Jonathan Taylor than than most running backs on this list. Just because, you know, that was his first season. Who knows? Who knows? You could look at Leonard Fournette as a good example. Great rookie season. Then he started to drop off. I'm not comparing Jonathan Taylor to Leonard Fournette. I think that Jonathan Taylor is a better running back than Fournette. And I do believe, obviously, that he is going to be a top running back this season. Otherwise, he wouldn't be on our list. So, yeah, it's uh, seventh, I think, is a, a fair spot. But I wouldn't blame other people if you have him lower. Um, moving on. Number eight. Nick Chubb, the running back nine last season, 190 carries for over 1,000 yards and 12 TDs. He also had 16 receptions for 150 yards, so he's not really that involved in in the receiving game because that goes to Kareem Hunt. One thing to mention, though, Nick Chubb, even though he finished as the ninth-best running back last season, he missed four games. Can we think about that for a second? Can we talk about that? He missed four games last season and still managed to finish as a top 10 running back. Yeah, that's just insane. Uh, that, that's one of yeah. the reasons why I pursued him. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, this is this is Nick Chubb is another uh, a player where he's just an anomaly. He's one of the best runners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's he's like Derrick Henry. He doesn't get the get the receiving work, but he is just such a good runner where he just provides the value because he's that good. Yeah, <laughs> like that's this Nick Chubb is just this is why he's in our our top 10 is we we love Nick Chubb so much we see what he can do he missed four games and he still finishes the number nine with 1,000 receiving yards and most important or not receiving yards rushing yards but most importantly 12 TDs my man scored 12 TDs (laughs) that's just he he only had one finish last season where he finishes a, uh, I guess, uh, worse than a running back two. Yeah. Um, and there was, what, one, two, three. I mean, he, he finished 13th, 14th, 18th, 22nd. Those were some of his worst uh, finishes. But he also yep. had weeks where he finished 4th, ninth, 6th, 3rd, 7th. Like, that, it, it's crazy. He, the amount of 100-plus rushing yard games he has is ridiculous he averages exactly a touchdown per game as well right so i mean that's that's quick and easy math he only played 12 games he had 12 tds there you go averages touchdown per game he keeps that up ladies really, and gentlemen really glad you know how to do math yeah, i well it's funny it's funny i didn't do it that way i just looked at the yeah. stat sheet and saw that he averaged a touchdown per game yeah and then i was like oh yeah that that math does add up but uh you, you keep Community that average college. Right, yeah, uh, this is why I'm in fantasy football and not mm-hmm. anything else. But yep. if you keep that one touchdown per game, congratulations. If he doesn't get hurt, if he doesn't miss a single game, he has 17 TDs. I know that's crazy to say, but yeah. there's his upside. 
right there. 17 TDs, yep. which is Derrick Henry, most uh, rushing touchdowns last season. So, yep. you know, the, the only thing that keeps Nick Chubb out of the top five um, potential, I want to say, is Kareem Hunt. Yes. That's the only... That's really the I mean, only we, thing we can I just, think of, right? We, I mean, we, we can look at it, right? Because we, we're talking about comparing, really, efficiency, Nick Chubb versus Derrick Henry as well. Mm-hmm. And it's really, again, kind of we're looking at, like you said, Kareem Hunt. It's Nick Chubb's volume. He had 190 carries. Derrick Henry had almost twice as many carries as Nick Chubb yeah. did. Yep. So, and what's the reason for that? Kareem Hunt. Kareem well, Hunt. also the four missed yeah. games, but Kareem Hunt. Well, so that yeah. he's, he's the reason for that. <laughs> yeah, so, because uh... the Browns like to run the ball, they run the ball plenty. So, yep. we're we're just we're looking at Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is the problem for Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's it's uh if you add up those two uh, together, I mean uh, Nick yeah. Chubb 198 carries, Kareem Hunt 198. I mean they were nine and ten in half point PPR. <laughs> That's a good point. Like they were both both Browns running backs were top ten. Yeah. Huh? How uh, how does that yes. add up? How does that that's nuts? And the reasoning behind that is because Kareem Hunt. I mean he'll he'll you've brought this up multiple times, but Nick Chubb he'll play at the first three quarters. He'll get yeah. his hundred yards and a touchdown. Then they'll just throw in Kareem Hunt and be like, all right, there you go, do what you want for a quarter, right. quarter and a half. Which. Honestly, it might be good news for Nick Chubb's durability, but if we're talking about pure fantasy points, we want our players to play. Yeah. So. Yep. But it's uh, it, it's funny that you compared um, yeah, Nick Chubb and and Derrick Henry because if you combine Nick Chubb's stats with Cream Hunt's and compare it to Derrick Henry's, yeah. very similar, almost three hundred carries, actually, yep, almost four hundred carries, yeah, for Chubb and Cream, carries. yep, uh. 1900 yards to Derrick Henry's 2000. Yep. And then we have 18 TDs. Yep. So it, it, I think this is a, a good thing to mention too. If you draft Nick Chubb, let's say his ADP is the 106, you can draft Kareem Hunt at the 504. Yep. Boom. There you go. You have your running back one and you have a flex option that you can start every week. There you go. That's all you need. That's that's insane. I mean, <laughs> what the heck? I just I mean, you think about that. You can start two running backs for a team the entire year and you won't be disappointed. Yep. Uh, besides, you know, by week 13, but you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's besides the point. What? Um, yeah, we'll we'll move on to number 9. Yeah. Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers. He finishes the running back five last season. He almost didn't make the list. He almost didn't make our top ten, but, like, why Why shouldn't he? To me, yeah, that's the question. Right. 2019 finishes the running back two. 2020 finishes the running back five. Aaron Rodgers is back on the team. I mean, what's different? Maybe you, sure, you'll lose some alignment. Right. But, is that really going to change the amount of times that Aaron Jones is going to run the ball? Is that really going to change the amount of red zone carries that Aaron Jones is going to have? Is that really going to change the amount of receptions that Aaron Jones is going to have? 201 carries for 1,100 yards, 9 TDs, uh, almost 50 receptions for over 350 yards and 3 TDs. That's a stat line from uh, last season. 
I mean, there's no more Jamal Williams. AJ right. AJ Dillon's going to re- replace Jamal Williams for the backup role. Done. But Quadfather. The Quadfather, exactly. Quadzilla. I don't know which one's which, but those are yep. the nicknames. Uh, I uh, there's a lot of hype around AJ Dillon this season, but like I think it's too much because Aaron Jones is still the starting running back and he's still super talented. If Aaron Jones crapped the bed this season, I would understand the hype around AJ Dillon. But Aaron Jones finishes a top five. Yeah, he proved that he can still do it. I remember in 2019, Aaron Jones was in a very similar position in our top tens. He was borderline top 10. Maybe he didn't even make it because we were, it was the same questions. Can he still do it? Well, he just proved that he can. So why, why would I change my mind this season? There's no reason to say he can't finish as a top five running back. Yeah. So I'm sticking because 2019, I'm going to keep bringing this up. He had 16 rushing TDs last season. He only had nine. But he still he he still was efficient enough when it comes to yards, rushing yards, and receiving yards to finish as a top five. So I, I don't see this changing. I really don't. I mean, AJ Dillon is going to be a good backup, and he might steal yeah. a couple snaps here and there. But Aaron Jones is, is, is as efficient as 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 it goes. So Aaron Jones as the ninth best running back. I mean, that could be too, that could even be too low. Yeah. I could argue that. So I, I like his value. His ADP is the 111, which, yeah, I'm taking that. I'm fine yeah, with that I'll, at the 111. I'll take that. I'll take that. that Absolutely. Just fine. You can draft him as your starting running back and you won't be disappointed. So, yep. I feel like he's just getting a lot of hate and it's, it's weird for me to talk a lot of good stuff about Packers, but, you know. <laughs> When there's when there's just unnecessary hate on Aaron Jones, I got to bring it up. Uh, rounding off our list, number ten, Austin Eckler, a player he missed six games last season, uh, finishes the RB twenty nine because yeah, I mean that's what happens when you miss six games. Not everybody can be as efficient as Nick Chubb, but when you want to talk about dual threat capabilities, Austin Eckler should be up there among some of the best. I mean, he, he's going to have just as many, if not more receiving yards than than rushing we look at 2019 he had 993 receiving yards to his 557 rushing so uh, this guy it, he's a candidate for 1000 1000 uh, he's less likely than a player like McCaffrey or Kamara but he's up there uh he's on a team that's led by Justin Herbert uh, I think that's very beneficial when you're led by a good quarterback um it's just, you know, he's not the best rusher when you compare it to other players on this list. He's just like a really good James White, which is a compliment. So if you're in a PPR league, half point PPR, which is we, we rank this as a as a half point PPR list, Austin Eckler should be in the top ten discussion. So not not really much to say about it. Just look at his twenty nineteen stats, he proved he can do it. So um yeah here we go final questions just to uh just to finish it off what player on this list do you think will not be in the top 10 at the end of the year oh man i actually have one for this you got one go for it (laughs) um as 
as hard as it for me to say, I actually think it's Jonathan Taylor. Mm. That's what um, I was going to say. No way. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Jonathan Taylor is... Uh, I would say he's probably the only option on here where I see him being outside of the top 10. I agree. I agree. Saquon might, like, you might be able to come up with an argument, but I just don't think I can agree yeah. with that. I think Jonathan his Taylor is the only... Yeah, his upside is just higher. So I think Jonathan Taylor is the only one, just because we've talked about his risk, I think mm. he's the only one that could be outside of the top 10. So. Yep. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I mean, he, it's just, it depends on how this offense is, is played. It's a, it's a question of the offense, really, instead of specifically Jonathan Taylor. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, are they going to throw the ball more with Carson Wentz? Or is Carson Wentz not going to play? And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, there's too many questions for, for, yeah, to, to make Jonathan Taylor a lock in the top 10. Uh, last bit, what player outside of the top 10 can finish as a top five running back this season? Surprise, surprise, our players, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, Bryant picked him last year, funny enough. Uh, he was the running oh, yeah. back 11. He did. It was hilarious. He was the running back 11 throughout the first six weeks before the Kansas City Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell. There were games where he showed potential, where he had multiple finishes within the top 10 and even the top five. Uh, here's a fun stat. Thank you to the fantasy footballers for the stat. Uh, since 1990, there are only six rookie running backs with 1,100 total yards and fewer than 14 games played. Marshawn Lynch, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs. That's a great list. All of those players at one point in time has finished within the top 10. I mean, think about that. That's that's a really really good list to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs also spent a, a ton of money this offseason on offensive linemen. They got players like Joe Thune and Orlando Brown because they realized, yeah, we need to get Pat Mahomes some protection. So um, reports through training camp, Andy Reid wants to make receptions the main priority for Clyde this season. So he's going to be a little bit more involved in the receiving game. Uh, he only had five total touchdowns last season. But I can see that doubling. I really, I can truly see that doubling. Le'Veon Bell is not on the team anymore. Damian Williams is not on the team anymore. There's no competition there. Clyde should have double-digit touchdowns. He's going to have over 1,200 rushing yards. He's on a team where the the Chiefs are going to take the lead early, and they're just going to run out the clock with Clyde, and he's talented enough to, to finish in the top 10. I know that a lot of people are a little salty, because they just they were crazy enough to pick him in the first round last season, and he disappointed, right? But it, it's different this year. It is his ADP is the two twelve. That's a, a, an amazing value with a with a, a top five upside. So uh, that's all we got. Make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram is barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is barely athletic. Uh, make sure to visit our website, www.barelyathletic.com, for the rest of our rankings. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you later.